Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Sure, you have your favorite NFL team, but which other team would you commit 17 games to? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Uh, real quick, Stone, how does it make you feel looking at first take right now, seeing Lewis Riddick, who called Trey Lance his Dark Horse MVP for this season last year? Uh, it's not just Lewis Riddick, right? It's the three hottest of hot take guys in the biz right now. You got Chris Mad Dog, Russo, Stephen A. Smith, Lewis Riddick. I mean, what a trio. I, I As much as Stone dislikes Lewis Riddick's take on Trey Lance being a dark horse candidate for MVP, and now he's played, well, eight games in his career. Jeanette, I can't think of anything Stone would rather be doing right now than watching First Take as opposed to doing this radio show. He is drawn in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised uh. he just has the captions on or anything. Right, right, exactly. He just don't put them on though, because then we won't have a producer no, for the show. We will. We will be comp- uh, without Stone Lebanowitz for two hours. Um, what what is a team, Jeanette? What is a team that you think gets too much press, too much pub? Uh, you're always hearing about them, and maybe not just this offseason, but just in general, over the course of your life, which team do you think has gotten a lot more publicity than maybe they deserve? Uh, in the NFL? Yeah. Definitely the Jets. Okay. They're annoying. They always have been yeah. ever since uh, Rex of it- Ryan was there. Right. And I it- remember growing up with the Mark Sanchez era, era and then like, oh, playoffs. And now it comes all back to haunt us with Aaron Rodgers. The, the Jets are one of those teams that they get talked about when they're bad because there's drama. They get talked about when they're good because there's drama. It just never ends with them. They are one of those lightning rod teams and especially living in the state of Florida where there's a lot of jet transplants. Uh, yeah, we get inundated with Jets, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And the second would probably be the Patriots. The Patriots, the Tom Brady era, for sure. For sure. Now, I do believe that's tapered off a bit now that they've become mid- with uh, Mac Mid-Jones as their quarterback. <laughs> Ask me in Jeopardy form. Stone, this team gets way too much publicity every single season, whether they're good or bad. Who are the Dallas Cowboys? That is correct. Ding, 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 ding. That'll be $700 to you. Uh, Chris Collinsworth was on the Dan Patrick show. This was yesterday. This was no Monday. I'm sorry. This was Monday on the Dan Patrick show. This is NBC Sunday night football analyst, Chris Collinsworth talking about the Dallas Cowboys and what NBC would do if they could explain to me the difference of people talking about the Cowboys because they know that gets clicks it's the biggest fan base out there and the reality of just how good the Cowboys are. So, you know, in relationship to how much coverage to how good are they going to be, uh, how, how close are those two entities? It, it's a really good question. I mean, it, it's the historically it was they were really great for a decade and then they really weren't for a long time. And yet if NBC had their choice, 
we would do 17 Dallas Cowboys games. <laughs> right? I, I'm not kidding. No, it I, know. Is, I know. Doesn't even matter what the record is. It doesn't matter. They could be four and six. They, they we, we would take, okay, you guys can pick any game you want this week. We'll, we'll take the Dallas Cowboys. It's insanity, but it's true. They draw the ratings. They, they get it done. So Chris Collinsworth said, hey, if NBC could carry 17 Dallas Cowboy games, we'd do it. We'd sign up for that. We'd be into that. Just quick around the room here, Jeanette, if uh, if NBC, Sunday Night Football, decided to uh, become the home of the Dallas Cowboys every week, home or away, on Sunday night on your television on the Peacock Network, it's the Dallas Cowboys, your reaction would be what? Uh, Stone, Dallas Cowboys, every Sunday night, uh, as you heat up a frozen pizza, sit back, eat those pierogies, whatever else you've, uh, heat up in your oven. Give some uh, to Jess. Uh-huh. Uh, that you've, that you've left over from the night before. Dallas Cowboys, every Sunday night, you would respond how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. As well as? You're horrible! Just no. I mean, it was only yesterday, Jeanette. Stone was, and you weren't on, but but Stone was during the show lamenting the fact that in a sports world right now that is full of football news, top to bottom, there were three straight, back to back to back, first take discussions about the Dallas Cowboys. It, it never fails. It's all Cowboys all the time. It's vomit inducing. Maybe once you hit it, but back to back to back more than Drake. That's disgusting. Two of them Super Bowl related. No. And the other one. Stop. Of course, Dak Prescott related. And of course, Dak Prescott was in the two Super Bowl conversations previously. Of course, so they intertwine. Three segments of Dak freaking Prescott. That's annoying. The Dallas Cowboys are the New York Yankees are the L.A. Lakers. Is that a pretty good three-way comparison? Those three teams in those respective sports are going to, to the point of annoyance, and I know, Stone, this resonates with you a little bit from a positive standpoint with the Lakers because of LeBron, but no matter when, good or bad, you're always going to be slapped in the face with Cowboys slash Yankees slash Lakers? You know why the answer is yes? Because if it were any affiliate or representative like Chris Collinsworth is to NBC, they would say that if we had a chance to cast all 82 games with the Lakers, we would do that. And in baseball, how many games are in the season? Forget. 162. And if somebody had the opportunity to cast all of the New York Yankees games, they would cover 162 well, of them. So the same can be said. I mean, it's the so Yes sad. Network The yes Network is the home of the Yankees. They, yeah. they, they have created a network to carry 162 New York Yankees games. <laughs> so I was thinking, I don't want to see the Cowboys for 17 straight games. Okay? I don't want to do that. I I get from a business standpoint because there's a lot of Cowboys fans out there. Uh, they're the self-proclaimed America's team. Uh, they are worth more than any other NFL team. They sell more merch than any other NFL team. Call me, call Jeanette, call Stone a contrarian, but we, three of us, collectively are not signing up for 17 straight Sunday nights with the Dallas Cowboys. Not doing it. I like Mike Tirico. I like Chris Collinsworth. I'm a big fan. I would turn my back on them if I was subjected to 17 straight Sunday nights, uh, well, 18 with a bye week of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, who would they take in that bye week if uh, if the Cowboys uh, weren't playing? Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they would take the Chiefs. You're right. It would definitely be the Chiefs. So I was thinking, what team other than the Dolphins would I sign up for 
for 17 games. Now, I think you've got to do this by conference. I don't think you can just do this in a vacuum, pick one team of 32, right? You've got to do one team per conference. And I think that it's too easy in the AFC to say, if it's not the Dolphins, then I want 17 of the Chiefs. I I know the Chiefs. Mahomes is going to do some stuff. He's going to throw sidearm. He's going to throw no look. And we're going to say, my God, what a throw. Unbelievable. Incredible. Travis Kelsey's going to dance and say stupid crap. And then we'll move on. Like I've, I've been there, done that. I've seen that, that movie before. Um, this is going to shock a lot of you. And I think that this is 2023 only. But if I could sign up for 17 games of one team, not the Dolphins, because of the propaganda campaign that's been put out there and the chance that it crumbles in spectacular fashion, the fact that this man is making me like him and I need an excuse to criticize him, the hype that is swirling around this team like Tropical Storm Hillary in Southern California. I would sign up in 2023 for 17 games in the New York Jets. What? Say it again. I would and sign say it up. with your chest. Because this like insecurity thing, you said what you said, say it with your chest. No, because it hurts. Like I, I well, too bad. Those are your words. It's actually painful mm-hmm. for me to, 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 to have this come out of my mouth. Say it with your chest. If it's not the Dolphins, I would sign up to watch 17 straight weeks of the New York Jets. You can call it hate watching. You can call it hope watching. Me in the hope that the entire house of cards collapses. But there's a chance for spectacular plays. They do have spectacular players, I'll admit it. And there's the chance for a spectacular collapse. I mean, it literally has everything you're looking for in must-see television. The New York Jets and the AFC, if it's not the Dolphins, I would sign up for 17 straight weeks of that. Like, I just would. They're fascinating. And maybe this is me getting caught up in the hard knocks propaganda. But I think I, I think Stone, it was before that. I, I think that I would have said this before that. Because again, it's too, the whole thing is, is just too delicious not to try and consume because there is the chance that it, it ends in, in charred embers. And then that, Jeanette, raises me to the highest of highs, a feeling I haven't felt since the birth of my second child, the demise of the Jets and Aaron Rodgers at the same time, and I've seen it all second for second. My God, what a moment that would be. And the petty queen that I am is very proud of you. Yeah. Because that is to be excited for a demise of a team. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you for watching it for 17 Sundays straight. Yeah. And that is the ultimate petty NFL move you can make. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm already locked into two Jets games. So I might as well go 15 more. I might as well. So, so for me in the AFC, my team's the Dolphins. You can't pick your own team. I take 17 straight weeks at the Jets. And sorry, Chris Collinsworth in the NFC, it ain't the Cowboys. I'm not locked into 17 weeks of the Cowboys, okay? Because I don't care. You can only be hit with a tidal wave of deck takes so often before you get tired of it, okay? And we know what's going to happen. We know how the Cowboy story is going to end with disappointment. We've been doing this. Forget 17 games for 17 straight years. We know how the Cowboys party ends, okay? So why would I go back to that? In the NFC, I love the way this team plays offense. I love the way they're coached. I love 
the looming quarterback drama potentially? Can the guy they got they brought in for the final month and a half of last season who made an improbable run get them to the finish line? Is he actually something, or do you have to go to the quarterback that all we do is pile on him as a number three pick? I love their tight end. I love their running back slash wide receiver. Hell, I love their colors. I would sign up for 2023 in the NFC, 17 straight games of the San Francisco 49ers. That team plays ball the right way. I love the 49ers. Even without Jimmy Garoppolo, even without Jimmy G, the sexy Jimmy G, which would have been Jeanette's choice if Jimmy G was still in San Francisco, be purely for bonk purposes. Yummy. Uh huh. I pick the San Francisco 49ers because they're the complete football package to me. In the NFC, San Fran. In the AFC, the Jets. Other than my team, the squads in the AFC and the NFC that I would sign up to watch 17 straight games of. Thoughts on this, Stone? Uh, San Francisco 49ers fireworks every Sunday, every Monday, every Love Thursday, them. every Saturday night come play up time. I mean, I can't blame you there. I, I think that the 49ers are a team that you're never mad when they're on your TV, whether you're a cable viewer and you get what you get and you don't put your fit when you see the 49ers on there. They're always worth they're always worth your time because they execute. Yeah, it's not a price of admission to get in there, but the price of viewership, like you're signing up for the 49ers any chance that you get. Shanahan's always going to wow you the pieces, the yeah, things they do Yeah, they're always the most creative. You're, you're, you're never going to be not satisfied when watching the Niners. Uh, I'll be honest. I find George Kittle a lot more palatable than Travis Kelsey. I see. Agreed. Now, I, yeah. you need to Agreed. go ahead and elaborate on that. Now, he's a little weird. I mean, George Kittle does strike you as someone that could snap and murder you at any moment. Like, he has that, like, unhinged feel to him, right? I kind of love that. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. So, Tra- so, elaborate why you have George Kittle greater than sign Travis Kelsey. Well, he is, uh, to me, he is unabashedly weird. And it's, he doesn't try too hard. That's right, the most right. thing about Travis Kelsey. Yes. He tries too hard yes. to be that guy. Uh, it's not to an be act. in the top. Like what he did right. at the White House was that necessary, my guy? Exactly. Like, chill. Enjoy the moment. You are already in the center of attention. Yep. Why do you need to be the most? It is very pick me yep. energy. George Kittle is very much like an excitable toddler. Yes. Like he's just sort of like <laughs> like everything in life makes him happy. And Travis Kelsey tries to pull a- that off. Correct. Travis Kelsey is like your D-bag frat buddy. But right? who doesn't belong in the frat buddy right. but could kind of force like, himself into it. And you want to, you can hang out with Travis. That's your boy. But you know he's going to like spit uncomfortable game at a girl and he's going to try too hard. And he's going to, he has Which this. he does. Remember he tried to spit at Taylor Swift? Yeah. He just, he puts on too much cologne. Like the whole thing. He's the <sighs> whole annoying package. You're, you're, you love him. But he's just, he's just too much sometimes. George Kittle, it's like you could dangle uh, a piece of string in front of him. He's going to bat at it. And it's super fun. And he's a huge wrestling fan. I appreciate that about him. That's why. Why I find George Kittle to be more palatable than Travis Kelsey if we're talking tight ends. Travis Kelsey is the guy who brags that he watches Barstool Sports because he <laughs> thinks that's cool and that all the other bros are doing. Uh-huh. George Kittle just naturally watches it and doesn't brag about it but, because he's confident in himself. But Travis Kelsey's three years behind the trend. A hundred percent. Hey, you guys seen this uh, Barstool thing? Have you heard of the guy Big Fat? Cat? Something like that? <laughs> Big Fat. That's going to be when Stone joins Barstool. That's going to be his name. <laughs> I Big would fat. love Barstool Big Obviously. Fat. Um, listen though, yeah, I, fat I, paycheck. Probably. I, I think I mean the fattest of fat mm-hmm. paychecks. Hey. I think that uh, you know it's been months upon months, and you string them together, and it's turned into a few years at this point. Uh-huh. Being alongside you guys, and I think I've come to this conclusion. Oh, well, here we go. All right, judge us.
Oh, no. Jeanette and I are going to sit back and judge us. It's just one sentence, just nice and quaint. Oh. <laughs> you guys hate cool people. No. You guys hate cool people. No. You don't like when somebody gets a pat on the back, a, a hug, kind of uh, no. words of encouragement, or somebody celebrated. It just seems as if you're just trying to knock somebody no. off your block. Travis Kelsey, when you talk about dangling the string and being fun, Travis Kelsey, I think, to his peers, to his teammates, is the most fun that you could possibly be. I don't know if there are many complaints about Travis Kelsey. And also, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey could basic, basically be identical twins. Not when it comes to the look oh. of either of them, but their personalities, what they enjoy, kind of the loud. You're not able to turn that volume down a little bit, so you're picking and choosing here. They're both crackheads in their own way. But, but you just don't like Travis Kelsey because people think that he's cool. I get it. I get it. I do truly get it. All right, I'm going to say this with the foundational point that look look at us three. Who's the coolest one in here? It's me, for sure. <laughs> with no question yeah, about I it. Yeah, I mean, there's okay? no question. There's just no question. Yeah. All right, so I will be the judge of who's cool or not with the actual receipts to prove it. Mm-hmm. What, receipts? Yes. Receipts to prove whether or not Travis Kelsey's cool. That's what you have on, on deck. I don't try to be cool. I don't put myself in purposely weird situations so people can look at me for three seconds. It just naturally happens, and that's fine. I think Travis Kelsey is very natural in the sense of getting people's attention. Of course, you can go a little above and beyond, but he's in the limelight. So everything he's going to do is going to be dramatized. No, but he uses that those two, three seconds of limelight and tries to do the most, right? The most in those three seconds. It's like when you're filling up a water balloon and you just go too far and the whole thing pops. Like that's what he does. There's too much, too much stuff he's trying to fit into a a small little container, right? Like it's like when you have Tupperware and then the the chili starts to seep out the top of it because you filled it too much. That's, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never had that happen before. I like chili though. I see see that as a blessing. Big pro chili. chili And more food. So yeah, let the food overflow. But but it's just unbecoming of you But this is, this is where, (laughs) this is where Stone. So I think you're cooler than Travis Kelsey by my scale here. I don't. I personally do not think that I'm cooler than Travis Kelsey. You know what? You need to feel better about yourself. And find some confidence. I, I'm very confident in myself, but do I think I that I'm cooler than Travis Kelsey? No, but uh, I don't think I'm cooler there. than I, I'm not. I don't think I'm cooler than Travis Kelsey. And this is Stone. This is what you do. Is like you think that we're trying to like disrespect him. We just said like it would be awesome to hang out with Travis Kelsey. If Travis Kelsey was in here, I'd say hell yeah, let's bong a beer, bro. Hey, let's go. I, I'd be let's totally down for that. And then I'll smash it on my forehead like I'm sure he does all the time. I feel like he sits in his in, on his patio and smashes beers on his head, chugs him and throws him in the in the in the yard. Like I do that with him. That's fine. I just saying he's a little extra. George Kittle, I feel like is okay. a little more genuine. For sure. Like George Kittle plays with action figures. That's like, awesome. Like, that's great. So, but I thought we were talking about the scale of of coolness. If coolness is the Did word, you that play is cool. Bob Barbies too. I didn't play with Barbies. I played with Undertaker and John Cena dolls, no. like a man. Somebody put you on blast too, and you try to pull. This is classic but, stone move. Yeah. If uh, I like construction uh-huh. workers instead of saying construction, and cigarettes. Yeah. Okay, and cigarettes and. Push-ups. And you know. babes in bikinis. Yeah, barbells. If the man who conceived Stone is listening, perhaps he wants to make his debut on the radio show. Now would be a great time yeah. to do so. Yeah. But well, here's the deal. George Kittle would be doing the smashing a beer in one gulp and banging it on his head and throwing it into the trash. Yeah. Be like, oh, that was fun. If this, if this, Travis Kelsey would be like, get the ring light. 
If this the relight, <laughs> we need to make a TikTok. If this helps, and we're gonna start a challenge because uh, everybody fun. needs to see this. I mean, I think Jeanette just nailed it. <laughs> I, I I didn't hate that. And this, if this helps, and I know it's not, I know I'm gonna get thrashed for. But in fantasy football this year, uh, when you go through that first round of picks, right? You got ten man league, twelve man league, eight man league. Travis Kelsey's getting picked that one, two, or three spot. Just how it goes. George Kittle didn't go to the third or fourth round in my league this year. Now, I know that doesn't play much into the personality <laughs> argument, but it's just there's levels to this. Like, once you're at the top, you're just going to get chopped down like a tree, and this is what we're doing here, you're especially not- on ESPN 106.3. We're chopping Travis Kelsey down like a tree. The man's beloved. Now you're going into, like, the old-school perception of the hot, stupid scale, the hot, crazy scale, yeah. right? where the hotter somebody is. The more you allow them to be stupid well, or crazy. Well, let's be honest. Travis Kelsey is significantly more attractive than George Kittle. There's an argument. Yeah, but now we're going into different like areas. But I'm just I talking think about they palatable. play in. I think it's it palatable. That's what he's saying. That's that was a stupid argument on your point. I, that, oh, that, I can draft uh, Travis yeah. Kelsey higher on fantasy football, and, and so Travis, he can be when you're, more. When you're, Travis Kelsey me. has Patrick Mahomes throwing to him, and George Kittle has had Jimmy G and then Brock Purdy. I mean, and Jimmy I think G that, can throw that, him that plays into the front runner kind of underdog thing, right? That's kind of why you pick and choose. I like this guy better than that guy because they don't talk about him enough. I want to show him some love instead of Travis Kelsey who is Super Bowl ring and Super Bowl ring and is the best tight end probably to ever play the game. And it's like, you know what? He gets too much love. Watch this. He sucks. <laughs> I just I That guy sucks. I didn't, I didn't guess the thing. Sucks. Nobody, nobody brought the underdog story up. It didn't even cross it's my mind. It's a natural. It's a natural until, narrative. Until you brought it up. It's a natural thing, and right? And, no, sucks. because if it were natural, one of us would have brought it up. Yeah. No, that that would be the, the you wouldn't want to do that, right? Because it's just something that you naturally take with George Kittle. It's like you know, it doesn't get that much love. It's not something you have to say out loud. It's just something that you kind of roll Dude, with. It's a no, contract. I, I never like. Now he's putting thoughts into we my can, head. We can get a hold of their people and try and get you on the Kelsey Brothers podcast, man. New Heights? If that's what you're looking for. New Heights is kicking ass. I would God. love to, to talk to Jason, actually. I think I would... I, I, Jason Kelsey, now that, that that's someone that I feel like I could sit for hours and just 100%. like have a, a, a great intellectual conversation with. And like PBRs, too. No craft beer yeah. stuff. They're, they're both natural goofballs. They're both very enjoyable. Their podcast but, is doing very well. They like them. Jason ain't pick me. Yeah. He gets to play the humble hey. card. It's kind of the way that no, the route that he, he takes. Hey, Stone, stop, uh, stop bringing us off track. Okay, <laughs> uh, you you cannot pick your favorite team. You cannot pick your favorite team. Which NFC and AFC squad would you sign up to watch all seventeen games of? And who's more palatable, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle? Who's more palatable, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle? And also, you can't pick your favorite team. Which NFC and AFC squad would you sign up to watch all 17 games of? I say the uh, Jets and the 49ers. What was that? What was the Say it with uh, your chest. The Jets and the 49ers. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV 1063. 888-760-3776. If it's not your favorite team, which NFC and AFC squad would you sign up to watch all 17 games of? And who's more palatable? What? Palatable. George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. Jeanette and I saying Kittle all day and Stone is standing for Travis Kelsey. 888-760-3776. Uh, now that we've got the uh, the Kittle and Kelsey debate, uh, our side's clearly defined. Which team in the AFC, which team in the NFC are you picking, Jeanette? Keeping in mind that you cannot choose Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congratulations, by the way, on uh, Baker Mayfield winning QB1. Congrats. What do I say? 
Uh, the floor is yours. Yeah. Silence. A little <laughs> bit of crying. A little bit of weeping. A little bit of insecurity. Did you? Did you drop an expletive? Say, I don't want to say T H A N K. Mm. You. I'm not ready for that. Okay. It's still too soon. Fine. Condolences. Thank you. Much okay. better. <laughs> uh-huh. Good. Good. Um. So. First of all, I want to say a shout out to Ken and I. I don't think Travis Kelsey has ever been like just thrown, dragged for two minutes straight like we did, Ken. Yeah, but I think we did it as respectfully as possible. Respectfully. But the man needed to be humble. Let's be clear. The man needed to be humbled, and Jeanette and I are the people to do it. You might have just slipped up. All right, so who's starting (laughs) for the Raiders? Uh, That would be, in theory, if he's healthy, Jimmy Garoppolo. He got named QB1. Yeah. Officially? Yeah. Officially. But I'm just saying if he's healthy, how long is that going to last? <laughs> so, you never know. Uh, naturally, that's going to be 17 games of watching, at least okay. for like two quarters straight. That was a, I, I just lobbed a softball, Jeanette. Thank you. Yep. Um, as, again, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my team, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins. The okay. Being the and the host for the Xavier uh, Softball Celebrity Tournament definitely was awesome, and mm-hmm. I think that turned me more into a Dolphins fan more than anything. But kind of seeing how these injuries play out, Everything with Jalen Ramsey mm. and all this stuff. Let's see what Tua does. You know, it, it's it's kind of it kind of sucks. Tua's healthy. Tua's ready to go with that slit, with the tattoo and everything. And yet the offense just slowly slipping away. Um, so excited to see that. But also too going with the petty thing. I kind of want to see the Pats. I genuinely believe that this could be Belichick's last season if they don't have a winning season. I will say nobody has been more consistent with that. That is in my my orbit. Than Jeanette, that this could conceivably be it for for Bill Belichick, uh, and also too, uh, if uh, if if you missed us yesterday, it was brought to my attention by Stone. You mentioned injuries; one of them is to Armstead. Um, I've been calling him Taron Armstead, and we never got to the bottom of. I mean, one of the highest paid left tackles in the league, and I for for two years now have been calling him Taron Armstead. And Stone said, isn't it, isn't it Teron Armstead? And I said, you know what? I'm not sure. And Stone said, is that just you um, whitewashing, uh, Caucasianing Teron Armstead's name? Taryn. Like, Taryn, T-A-R-Y-N, is the most white woman name of all time, right? Now, his name is spelled T-E-R-R-O-N, but I'm pronouncing it as if it's Taryn, like T-A-R-Y-N, uh, like the, uh, the blonde white girl that uh, you went to high school with. Uh, who's now following her dreams on the Upper East Side. Like that, that's, that's how I'm pronouncing it, um, but it may very well be Tehran. And then that raises the next question. How has nobody corrected me in two years about how to pronounce his name? So, Stone, do we have confirmation on, on, uh, on Armstead's first name? I do. So this is the Saints starting center, Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. This is in the top 100 players of 2022. It's their countdown. The NFL. It's a little drama built as far as the lead into his name, but this is what an NFL, uh, what do you call it, confidant, or, or this is what he calls him. A I colleague. Do. A colleague. This is what they call him. Right now, who's your number one player in the top 100 this year in the NFL? Number one player in the top 100. Who been cooking this year, though? Just get to it, dude. Teron Armstead. Teron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. My bad. Ken, that is so you, though. I know. Because didn't I don't you know whitewash that... your own wife's name when you were talking about it? A I did weeks last ago? week. Exactly. Last week, she yelled at me because I was calling her Vivian, and she's like, it's Vivian. And then 
between that and then Sandy, I, I called the Cy Young Award winner of the Marlins, Sandy Alcantara, for an entire season, and nobody brought that up. And, that and it's Alcantara. I should have defended my boy. Well, for from me, the island. for me and Ken, like I, I, you know, Ken does play-by-play. He's done it for decades, right? Like, yeah. How do would I think, make this mistake? I think. Wow, what does he know? Why does oh? I mean, you look up to him. Like yeah, like what? Right, no, right. no. I mean, in the in the oh, what does he know? How does he know it's Taryn? Like you know who is he spoken? Yeah, to? he I mean, thought that I way. was like onto something. Yeah, or like Alcantara, like like what, no. does, what does Ken know? Like you know who's he talked to? Like that's where I went, but he's just getting him wrong. And don't you know one of the most staple questions when you're about to say somebody's name is how do you pronounce this? Right, right. I bet you do that, it before every broadcast. Oh, of course. For the opponent's team or something. How do you pronounce this name? How do you pronounce this name? But it, again, it also raises the question. I like to think, and maybe we don't. Like this is, uh, I mean, there. I like to think we have a good midday audience. And I've said Ter- Teron Armstead's name, and I called him Taron countless times. And over the last the year and a half, Nobody is bothered to correct me on any of it. So forget me coming off as like lazy or uninformed. I'm not as worried about that as I am. Holy crap. Is nobody listening? Because nobody's called me. The only person who's been listening is my wife. She's the only one that called me out about me whitewashing her name, about me gringoing her name. It's Vivian. And I'm like, oh, Vivian, Vivian. Like, no. And she called me out. But then... The Cy Young Award winner for a whole year. I called him by the wrong name and nobody said a damn thing. And then the highest paid left tackler, one of them in the NFL for the Dolphins. And nobody said anything to me about that either. And it's been a year and a half. I, I'm more concerned about the fact that it appears nobody's listening to this radio show. So that's my problem. Shout that's out, what makes me feel worse. Shout out, Taryn. <laughs> Taryn, good luck with your hopes and dreams <laughs> in Greenwich Village. Or I don't know where you would be. I'm just thinking. <laughs> Uh, let me tell you uh, about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, uh, and then we'll continue on with our conversation. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. You can't pick your own team. You can't pick your favorite team. Which NFC and AFC squad would you sign up to watch all 17 games of? Chris Collinsworth said if NBC could do it, they would have the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night every year, every week. I say a big fat hell no to that. That sucks. If it's not the Dolphins, I'd sign up 17 weeks at the Jets. It just, I don't know. They're they're scintillating, okay? They're interesting. I've got to admit it. And the 49ers, because I love watching that team play football in the NFC. Which AFC and NFC squad, and again, you can't pick your team, would you sign up to watch all 17 games of, and who's more palatable, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, social media at KLV1063. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. <laughs> From
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. This caught my attention yesterday, just briefly. Just briefly. Uh, Jay Monahan, beleaguered commissioner of the PGA Tour. He, uh, he confirmed... On Monday, that uh, the PGA Tour is still going to have its the Century at Kapalua on Maui. That's a uh, that's a a winter event. January, right? January, yeah, yeah. And of course, the tragic wildfires that have taken place in Maui. I mean, the the pictures are just heartbreaking, and the stories are are immensely, immensely heavy. Jay Monahan, commissioner of the PGA Tour, said the following about still hosting his golf tournament in January on that that charred island. Quote, we hope to be a source of inspiration when we arrive in Maui this January. End quote. Jay, I can't see many of those people that have lost their homes lost their investments, lost their livelihoods, lost their futures. In January, they're going to sit there when the PGA Tour rolls in and, and they, they say to themselves, oh, yeah. you know what's going to inspire me? Is seeing Adam Scott hit a wedge. Like, Jay, Jay, come on, dude. Uh, you're going to be playing on a, on a multi-million dollar property on an island where people lost their homes and their lives what what's going to be inspiring about seeing Sep Strucka hit a driver? Like, stop! His, uh, come on, dude. His PR people absolutely failed. I mean, that's just he, really tone deaf. Well, not absolutely. They could he he could have hit them with the the PGA Tour. If there's one thing I will always give credit for the PGA Tour is that they do raise a lot of yes. money. For and I'm the sure they're going to do something that, they, that the tournaments are right. in. So he should have gone that route. Yes. Where he's going to be. We are. Yes going to be helping the people and the the businesses mm-hmm. of Maui with our tournament being run. Why are you going to play around? That's what they're going to do. Yeah, but that's the, not a source of inspiration. All the the top 10 players are going to donate, I would imagine, their entire purse okay, then, to, to, to Maui. I, I know that, so. Or at least the winner, well, you don't know so. or the winner or the second. They're going to donate their purses. Yes. There's going to be all these charitable things that, that they're doing, all the donations. They're going to raise millions of dollars okay. for Maui. Okay, but, but again... Go ahead and, and and go that route. We are here to support the community. We, as one of the biggest nonprofits that exist, mm-hmm. will go above and beyond to support the community that's been so good to us over the years. Source of inspiration. Like, come on, guys. That's like, it. His PR people failed. As they, as they show up to the country <laughs> club uh, uh, with their designer shoes on in their rental BMWs. With watches worth yeah. more than these whole lifestyles like, that the people just on. lost. And, and they'll be staying in Airbnbs an hour outside of Maui. Right, right, right exactly. But, but what would you guys say to me reading Jay Monahan's quote and taking it in the way of, oh, I know what they're going to do. Some of these players yeah, are no, no, no. Like, that's how I, I read it, and that's how I, I took it. I didn't take it like on face value. I understood. Okay, I know what he means, and I rolled with it. I also took him at face value that he was not going to take any Saudi money, 
And then that happened. So, so uh, taking Jay Monahan at face value sometimes is a little bit misleading. He's got to look. I, I just I read it in a different light than that. I just read, oh, awesome. Okay, these players are going to donate millions of dollars. Well, this is why I appreciate you because you always have a, a smiling son, a smiling son. cartoon son over your head. Yes. I have a different opinion of the PGA Tour because I worked for them. You were and in I it. had a miserable experience, but... I just feel like the the with everything that going on with going on with the PGA Tour, especially after the live thing, his PR people need to focus on the community part instead of the golf part. And again, he could have just worded it because I'm with you, Stone. I know what the PGA we Tour is going to do. Happen, yeah. Absolutely, for sure. But that's what you should have focused on instead of saying the players are the inspiration. Right. Negative. Like, like Kansas and Illinois, uh, they they're having they were going to have a uh, a closed scrimmage college basketball, and they those two teams more than anybody has played in the Maui Invitational over the years. They're actually going to open up that scrimmage to an exhibition in October, and all the proceeds are going to go to Maui. And uh, so uh, so the coach of Illinois Underwood, and then Bill Self at Kansas, they did a promotion for it. Uh, to try and take outside money as well and just talked about the importance of Maui to their programs and all that. That's a little bit different than we want to be a source of inspiration. Here, take the keys to my BMW. Yeah, but that's in a month and a half, right? You got to kickstart the, the marketing campaign. Right, I'm just saying the messaging was much better. That's, so that's come, all we're saying. We, come, listen, we know they're going to do it, work. Come November. Come going to the island. Come yeah. November, Jay's going to say, hey, you know, we've implemented this and the proceeds are going to this. It's just August right now. If like, John Rom, January. Listen, if John Rom's over there like helping rebuild homes, then I'll t- take everything back <laughs> that I said. Okay, I'll he's, take everything back. He's currently in a FedEx Cup race, but I hear you. Right, but what I'm saying is, like in January, if he's like uh, doing uh, doing some home building, like then I'll take back everything. Okay, deal. I'll take back everything. Uh, we have been discussing. Can we play Chris Collinsworth one more time? Chris Collinsworth on the Dan Patrick Show because he sits in this. Actually, it bothered me because. I, it's just all Cowboys all the time. We're always inundated with the Dallas Cowboys and the storylines and is Dak the guy. Now that Zeke's gone, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, he was uh, another lightning rod. That just means more criticism and more stuff about Mike McCarthy, right? Like, that's what we're going to do. There's always someone to throw crap at. And and I don't want the Dallas Cowboys for 17, tr- 17 straight weeks because we get enough of them on the screamy debate shows, like first take. Um <laughs> And uh, God knows on the fake first take on on Fox, uh, Skip Bayless loves to take cheap shots all the time. Uh, it's how he stayed like on the tip of people's tongues. Uh, but this was Chris Collinsworth saying, telling DP, hey, uh, if we could do the Cowboys 17 weeks on NBC, uh, we would we would do it. Explain to me the difference of people talking about the Cowboys because they know that gets clicks. It's the biggest fan base out there. And the reality of just how good the Cowboys are. So, you know, in relationship to how much coverage to how good are they going to be, uh, how, how close are those two entities? It, it's a really good question. I mean, it, it's the historically it was they were really great for a decade. And then they really weren't for a long time. And yet... If NBC had their choice, we would do 17 Dallas Cowboys games. <laughs> All right. Right? I, I'm-, I, I, I'm not interested in that. Maybe the nation is. And I don't have good business sense, admittedly. But I don't, which is bad because I host a sports business radio show every Wednesday night called The Boardroom, presented by the Classic in the Palm Beaches right here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, forget I said any of that when you tune in at 6 o'clock tonight. Um, but but I, I don't want 17 weeks 
of the Dallas Cowboys. I would sign up for. I mean, of course, I'd watch, I, I watched the Dolphins 17 games. But I can't pick that team. So in the AFC, I would take the Jets. Begrudgingly take the Jets because they are so damn interesting in 2023. And I would take the San Francisco 49ers because I love watching that team play offense. I just flat out do. And can Brock Purdy be Brock Purdy? I think that's a fascinating question uh, because you've got Trey Lance, someone that we've already written off sitting right behind him, sitting right behind him, even though Kyle Shanahan said he might rotate uh, uh, Sam Darnold and uh, and Trey Lance as the number two quarterback. But again, that's the kind of stuff. What is he talking about? That's psycho behavior. I'm into that. I'm good with that. I watched that for 17 games. Jeanette, because of Jimmy G is the quarterback, she says, give me the Raiders for 17 games. Mm-hmm. 17 of them. And then in the NFC, uh, who we did didn't you? didn't go. You didn't do the NFC? Not oh, yet. crap. I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. got to be the Saints, right? What? <laughs> nice. I'm sorry. I just <clears> gave him a death glare. You couldn't see it. Anywho, um, I'm actually going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I know we talked about Jason Kelsey earlier, but I want to, you asked, if Brock Purdy can Brock Purdy, can Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts again. Mm-hmm. Second year in a row after that incredible Super Bowl. And he got run. paid. So, exactly. So, I would be tuned in for the Eagles. Okay. There are worse NFC teams to pick, for sure. Uh, Stone, what about you? You have um, unique football tastes as a former all-world quarterback at South Fork High School and as a playoff winner uh, at the Division One level at Southern Illinois, starting quarterback for the Salukis. Uh, yes. I have a question for Stone in this question because, wow, um, redundancy there. Because Stone isn't a fan of teams. He's a fan of players. Of players, correct. And so you who's and I team? couldn't pick the yeah. Bucks and the Dolphins. Right. So is, is he a Jets fan? I think he's a Jets fan. You know what he's done, too? Yeah, like what's confused? Like what teams are excluded from Stone's answers? This guy yesterday wore a hat around here. It's a hat of uh, just a random hat. But what he did is he has drawn the Jets logo, cut it out. It's a piece of paper, printer paper from our printer here in this office. And he's taped it to the front of this hat. And that's his Jets hat. Is, is the office people like okay with uh, him wasting our materials like that and our resources? For such trash? That's a good question. We should ask them. <laughs> Go ahead and ask them. There's yeah. a few Jets fans in here. Uh, so I'm I'm assuming we're calling the Jets your team. Yeah, we're calling Before the Jets. Before Aaron Rodgers were with the Jets, would it have been the Would it have been the Packers? <laughs> it would have been the Packers. <laughs> I hate you this so much. Disgusting. You drive me insane. Disgusting. All right. So it can't be the Jets. So who in the AFC are you are you giving 17 weeks of attention to signing up for willingly? Yeah, no, I love this one. I think this one piques the interest of everybody. But first and foremost, with the Chris Collinsworth thing, I think my 24-year-old media mind really, really, really appreciates saying the quiet part out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he totally mm-hmm. threw a banger out there and said, hey, if NBC... He almost detached himself well, from NBC for a second, uh-huh. which added a little more drama. But he's right, and it would be lucrative for NBC. Yeah. It would be lucrative for NBC. You want to know why? Because a lot of football fans are sheep. Think for yourself, 100, 100%. So yeah. when Chris said that, I was thinking, nice. You brought the thunder on DP. Like, that's a nice soundbite. And it totally pertains to everybody because everybody hears that and goes, oh, my God, he's right. And, oh, my God, who would I rather watch? So, AFC, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. I, I think for the sole reason that – How are they going to bounce back from having their preseason winning streak snapped? <laughs> There's that There's much. the storyline. <laughs> which everybody's waiting my for. My God. I mean, that's the question of the How season. How did I not think of that? But it, it just seems like, and I don't want to say they're going under the radar, right? We're in this this South Florida market, so it makes a lot of sense, even though he's from our very own backyard. But it's just kind of this under-the-radar feel that Lamar Jackson and the rest of the Baltimore Ravens have. I know Boy, they the are very under the radar. That's a great way to put it. Like, 
I mean, Lamar Jackson and his contract were the talk of the end of last year and the beginning part of this offseason and free agency, and then you haven't heard a peep from the Ravens until they got beat by the Commanders and John Harbaugh wistfully looked back at the incredible 24-game run they had in the preseason two days ago. Yeah, right on. I think it's kind of how media works nowadays, right? You play with the hot, shiny new toy, and then you throw it in the garbage once it's done. So when Lamar Jackson gets paid, it's, oh, okay, we're done with the Ravens talking. Now let's get in our production meetings and figure something out. <clears throat> Cowboys. So, so I'll go to the Baltimore. The old standby. I'll go to the Baltimore Ravens. I think also what they do offensively is cool. You have the uh, implement Zay Flowers into the offense. J.K. Dobbins is back. Want to see Lamar. Odell Beckham, of course. So they got a lot of juicy narrative similar to a Dolphins team. And then in the NFC, I'm going to the Minnesota Vikings. And I, I think this is because watching the quarterback documentary, Kirk Cousins has piqued everybody's mm-hmm. interest. And now you want to mm-hmm. see how it plays out. They're also the NFC North favorites, so they're the team to beat. You're going to kind of have that vibe all season long, like the roller coaster. They play in a lot of tight games. I remember last year, I think they had seven wins and, and, and by a total combined point of like eight or ten points. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get some uh, popcorn television, I guess, on Sundays and Monday nights. So I'm going to go the Baltimore Ravens and the Minnesota Vikings. With Kirk Cousins, too, I want to see his outfits for the press conferences. We're ready. That's a whole uh, part want, of it. I want Coles a la finest. Like, Coles stock has had to go up since the quarterback documentary. Give it's us so it's not official Coles that he wears, but it's definitely, if I were going to go shopping for a guy and Kirk Cousins was the vibe and the energy, you go to Coles or you go to Walmart. And I'm excited to see how it comes through. It's so funny the way Kirk Cousins grabbed both of you people uh, with that quarterback documentary. It's the unsung hero. Absolutely. In a, in he, he a documentary won. featuring Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins is the one who has transfixed both of you. Absolutely. And I think for the casual viewer out there, you have no idea how Kirk Cousins lives his life. So when you find out how the intricacies and how quirky the guy is, you're like, this is what it takes to be an NFL quarterback? Okay, it makes a lot of sense instead of just the fourth down and throwing it short and how he's uh, not good in primetime games. It's like, no, there's more to this. I think that's what grabbed everybody. I was better. I had a better opinion of Patrick Mahomes as a person before watching the quarterback series than after. With Kirk Cousins, it was the opposite. Because Patrick Mahomes, like, that's no... As a person? What? As a person? And his family, like, just, yeah, like, his personal life, 100%. Hmm. I don't want to be around Britney. (laughs) His, His brother, like, is in jail. His brother's dirtbag. I think we can safely say that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I never had that perspective of Kirk Cousins. And to see how chill this guy is. He just wants to be at home with his dogs and his family on his 15-anchor house. His wife picks out the best outfits possible. Kind of like I, I look up to her for that. Um, I, I, I adored him. Absolutely. Sounds like Jeanette wants to be adopted by the Cousins family. <laughs> I, I would. That is the American. When I think of Americana, uh-huh, it's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you cannot pick your favorite team. Which NFC and AFC squad would you sign up to watch all 17 games of? I say the Jets and the 49ers. Jeanette's going with the Raiders, and her NFC team is the Eagles. And then Stone's going all purple with the Ravens and the Vikings. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. You're headed to the Dolphins game, and you don't want to drive. Well, good news. Brightline has a solution for you. It is putting to use the beautiful new Quick Stop Avenue tourist station for the end zone express you can go see tua and company win that afc east all you have to do is go to one of the designated big stations whether it's west palm fort lauderdale or miami central station and you can get yourself 
The stress-free experience of heading to Hard Rock Stadium. All you do is head to the Aventura Station from one of those stops, and you have the End Zone Express, where you ride share to Hard Rock Stadium, see the Dolphins win, and after the kick, uh, after the final whistle, you head back to the Aventura Station, get on the train, and head home. It is beautiful. It is the End Zone Express. It is Brightline. It is GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. Again, stations Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm. Quick stops Boca Raton and Aventura with service starting soon to Orlando. Why not? You don't have to sit in traffic. You don't have to see gridlock. You don't have the brake lights in front of you. It is squeaky clean. I love Brightline. I swear by it. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. I'm glad we brought up documentaries because when we come back, we're going to talk about documentaries that are misleading. And that brings me to the Florida Gators. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Apparently today, Michael Jordan texted Stephen A. Smith while he was on the air on first take to weigh in on this. And I, don't know, I honestly don't know where the debate came from. Magic Johnson versus Steph Curry, best point guard of all time debate. Um, Michael Jordan legitimately texted Stephen A. Smith. I beg to differ on greatest point guard of all time. Magic Johnson is easily the best point guard of all time. Steph Curry very close, but not in front of Magic. Like, forget forget like that debate for a second. If Michael Jordan ever texted me about anything, it could be, uh, hey, Ken, what sort of asparagus should I get at Publix? I get anything, I would die. And I would happily die. If that's the last thing I ever saw was a text from Michael Jordan on my phone, I'd be good to go. I mean, I'd be fine exiting my existence. That's all you need. That's all I would need. And I mean, how do you cool that off? How do you play that off coolly like Stephen A. Smith did? Without, like, if he texted me and I was on air, if Michael Jordan texted me, I would be like, like, weeping just uncontrollably. And Stephen A. just like, eh, Michael Jordan just texted me and here's what he said. Like on the air. I think the visualization of Michael Jordan and Jupiter on his couch watching first take is even cooler. The fact that you know that he, he watches first take, he's in tune with all the things. Obviously, he has his takes from your takes. He's listening. He's out there. Not only that, but that's like that's yes, so that is the highest form of compliment. It's Michael when, Jordan. Yeah, not only that, but it's this man you know is watching you yes! and wants to engage and be part of your show because you're doing such a great job. Oh, God. And, the produ- and honestly, the, the, like, and the debate. That's it. The We're pro- done. The Next pro- segment. The producers right now are like, all right, what uh, what basketball topics can we cook up if Michael Jordan? Oh yeah, they're just us? baiting them now. <laughs> they're just baiting yeah. them now. Yeah, uh, I mean, if they really had guts, they'd have Stephen A. talk about Larsa Pippen <gasps> and Marcus. Didn't have to go there. That's all I'm saying. I maybe that's why Michael maybe, Jordan doesn't text me. I was thinking maybe the LeBron James versus MJ classic just oh, yeah, to see true. what MJ. That's well, great but point. no, 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 no. <laughs> you right. took it to a whole different. <laughs> yeah. I am not the petty one on today's show. I took show. it to a personal level. Oh, and again, this gosh, is why MJ Dad. doesn't text me. Yeah, I think that's the reason. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be the reason. Uh, the, the AFC or NFC team. Uh, and and by the way, it does beg the question: Who's the biggest celebrity that's ever texted you and me? It's got to be Lane Kiffin. 
Like that's it. Yeah, I love Lane Kiffin. That, he he will occasionally. I don't hear from him for like a year, and then I'll get a random like two a.m. text from him with like a picture. You up? Of like, hey, remember this? Yeah, not not a you up text. <laughs> Though you know what? It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You can't pick your favorite team. Which NFC or AFC squad would you sign up to watch all seventeen games of? This show is weird today. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 888-760-3776. Just to review, I would begrudgingly take the Jets as the non-Dolphins team. You can't pick your team. So I'd take the Jets and the AFC. I would watch 17 games of the Niners as well. Jeanette, uh, because she'd be all hot and bothered, taking the Raiders and Jimmy G for 17 games. And then in the NFC, she's going with the Eagles. I think that's a pretty safe, good choice. And then uh, Stone Lebanowitz says, I want the Ravens for 17 games. And in the NFC, I... I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. All this off Chris Collinsworth saying on Dan Patrick, oh, yeah, NBC, we'd take the Cowboys 70 weeks if we could. Blah. 888-760-3776, Port St. Lucie. It's Peter on ESPN 106.3. What's up, Peter? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Uh, so I'll start off with I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay. Oh. And uh, all right here, the only reason I could see them putting the Cowboys on for 17 games would be the fact that Cowboy fans like watching the Cowboys win almost as much as Cowboy haters like watching the Cowboys lose. Yeah. And so now, you get more people tuning in to watch either side. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It would be a great business decision. Get, don't don't, oh, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm just being yeah, petty yeah. here. But let me ask you, Peter, do you ever get – because I know with the Tua, there's constant Tua drama, and Tua doesn't cause it. It just surrounds him. The yeah. Cowboys cause their own drama. Don't you ever get exhausted by the nonstop Cowboys drama? Oh, 100%. Uh, I was actually hoping that when Dan Snyder came down, he would kind of take the Joneses out with him, <laughs> but didn't. Collateral damage? Yeah. Yeah, again, it was one of those. He had threatened it for a while, and I got a little excited, and then it fizzled away. So That's funny. Who's your uh, AFC and NFC team, not the Cowboys? Who All are right. you picking? So I, I'm kind of like Stone. I like players, and right this year I'm big on uh, Trevor Lawrence and okay. Jordan Love. I want to see how both of them do. So give me the Jags and the Packers. That's a good one. That's really, really good. And I got to say, the Jaguars have a little, uh, little oomph to them. Um, I'm, uh, they almost were my my AFC team. Almost, just not enough drama. It's good feeling there. Not enough drama, and there's not enough of me hate watching them. The Jets, there's that hate watching component that checks the box. <laughs> That's what you need. I ended it's a great up, call from Peter. I ended up watching something last night that uh, I went in open minded, and I ended up hating it. Uh, by the end, and that was the Netflix documentary, Kings of the Swamp. Swamp Kings. Swamp Kings. <laughs> the tale of Urban Meyer's Florida Gators. I'll explain why we'll discuss when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. Uh, Swamp Kings? Swamp okay. Kings. Swamp Kings. I like Kings of the Swamp. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.